0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is season four. Four, folks. Season four. Episode 1. I'm Craig.
1: My name is Britt.
0: And Britt, we've made it to Season 4.
1: That deserves a beer.
0: That does. Bush.
1: There we go. So let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight?
0: I'm drinking a beer that you gave me from New Park. Uh, this this so one solid. is uh, Double Fragment.
1: Double Fragment. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's one of the ones that put me on my ass last week. Double
0: Pale Ale, uh, 8%.
1: Yes, that is one of the ones that put me up my ass. So as day. we all
0: learned, boys and girls, if you're going to drink more than one thing, start off with the higher alcohol content first.
1: Mm. I have a glass of a beer from Outer Light Brewing called Juicy Bullshit.
0: <laughs> That's a good name.
1: That's a good name. Uh, yeah, well, let's we'll just roll it. What, what
0: kind of beer is it?
1: Uh, I don't know. I just chucked the can in the trash over here. Let's see. Excellent. It is a New England IPA. Um, this was a gift from the uh, from our dear contributor Sean. Six percent, six point one percent. Comes in a twelve ounce can. So let's see how this goes. All right, so try the new park for me.
0: All right. Ooh, very citrusy. I knew you were mm. gonna. All of their
1: beers smell citrusy right off the bat.
0: They really do. It's like opening a current of orange juice. Oh, yeah. this is a little bit more grape fruity, but
1: yeah, along those lines. So let's see. Yeah, and and I found that the nose from New Park does not really give you a great idea of the mouthfeel for it. It, it. The taste is not a lot of beers. You smell it, and it tastes like it smells. If you smell a lot of citrus, you're going to get a lot of citrus. I feel like New Park does a, a great job of of balancing and giving you different textures in the aroma and the taste.
0: Yeah, so it's very. very there's no light penetration. It's very smooth. Oh, it's and it's tech. like a. It's like a full. Mouth feel and it's not overly juicy, but your your mouth is definitely not dried out after you have a sip.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just a real nice and it's so smooth on the back end. It's just nice. So, uh, so Craig said, "This is season four. Welcome to season four, everybody." Um, Did I think we would be here after season one, two, and three? I didn't think (laughs) we'd be sitting here in season four. We're here. Here we are. COVID
0: be damned.
1: Covid, be damned. Um, you know, let's uh, let. And, and I apologize. I know I'm sounding a little down, down energy level tonight. Normally I'm like screaming. Ah! Uh, it's. I'm just. I am exhausted. That for some reason, short work weeks. It's like. It's like my boss looks up and goes, "Damn, he's only got to work four days. I better work him for five days in four space so that I can get my value out of my my pay to Britt. Because I am just wiped <laughs> right now. <laughs> so. Um, that and getting the consensus data. We are starting our consensus data reveals tonight. Tonight we're going to talk about quarterbacks. But before we do that, let's uh, just do a couple of burning hot takes based off of the news. Uh, I'm sure there's a ton of news that we could discuss. Uh, Craig, you want to give or receive? Uh, you know what? Let's receive. Okay. So you're going to receive. All right. So off the top of my head, um, there was a lot of big news this week. The, the biggest one probably for fantasy purposes is cam newton signing in new england Mm -hmm. so cam newton signs a one-year incentive laden deal to come to new england does not get told up front he will be the starter he will have to earn the starter's job (laughs) craig cam newton one is it a good fit and two does he have immediate fantasy value
0: Uh, i think with new england they can they can make quarterbacks work so i think it's a good fit Fantasy-wise, I would be okay having him as my second like backup quarterback. I don't know if I would start him in a two-quarterback league. Reason being, I don't know how his foot healed. Can he mm-hmm. still run? Can he run the way he used to be able to run? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Also, the Patriot receivers are like they're in retro bowl, so who knows if they're actually going to catch consistently. That's another part of it. So well, for, I think, for me, but, I would need to at least see him play all game to like have get think, an idea.
1: I think he is a, a high-risk, high-reward QB2 right now. Um, you know, If we were going to rank the top 20 again, he might make my top 20. I do think he's going to win that starting job. Um, and I think that this is a big bump for the running backs. We know that Cam Newton makes running backs better. Um, we would not know the name Cameron artist Payne if it was not for him playing with cam Newton. <laughs> Let's just admit that right now, folks, no one would know who Cameron artist Payne is. Um, so I think he's. I think this, this, if the biggest boost boost in value is James white, James white has gotta be the biggest boost in value. And it, again, he's a late rounder guys. It's not like all of a sudden he comes into a top 20 conversation. He's still a late round pick, but, um, He's uh, I'm getting a phone call from Spam Risk. Uh oh, I should should answer this live on the air. He should (laughs) see who's looking for me. Hello, Mr. Risk or Miss Risk.
0: Um, anyway,
1: Uh I have silenced. I have. Well, no, I silenced the phone. I'm not. I'm not answering that uh, that call. Anyway, so um, so yeah, so I think, I think this is he's going to be a good fit there. I do think he gets into the equation. I like him more in two QB leagues than I do in single QB leagues. Yes. Um, I'm still doing that eternal slow best ball draft that I've been doing for over a (laughs) week and a half. And the news came out, ironically enough, folks, the news came out about an hour or two after I put the consensus QB rankings to bed for this episode. And then an hour or two later, the universe gives us Cam Newton is going to new England. And my first reaction was, do I have to reopen the rankings? Everybody was like, no, so you're not going to hear Cam Newton in our rankings this year. Um, but I was in that stupid, slow best ball league and four picks later, like literally maybe six hours later, Cam Newton goes as the next quarterback off the board. <laughs> We're in like round 15 and Cam Newton gets drafted. And I was like, oh, well, if he'd fallen to me at round 15, I would have taken him at that point because why the hell not? It was him or Kirk Cousins at that point, And I wasn't taking Kirk Cousins over Cam Newton as a risky best ball quarterback. So... Uh, So, yeah, I do. I do think this matters. I think we have to watch what happens. Um, I think that we're going to have to just weigh this out and see what goes. But I think for a franchise that is desperate, a franchise and a coach that is quietly desperate to prove that they were successful with Brady, not because of Tom Brady. This is a fantastic move. If the New England Patriots go like 14 and two this year. And steamroll through the, the playoffs. Playoffs. I mean sorry. <laughs> doesn't that justify the whole, you know, it's our system that works, it's not the quarterback Uh-oh, that works. Oh,
0: you just triggered cinch.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But I think this franchise is I think both parts of this, both of Brady and the New England franchise, and when I say that, that means craft, that means the players, the coaches, the Belichick, Chicken particularly they are desperate to show they don't need each other. I think Brady going is going to Tampa, and his in his mind, he's going to win a Super Bowl and show New England that they won because of him. In New England's mind, they're going to win a Super Bowl to show Tom he had nothing to do with their success. Well, that's not true. He was a part of their success is a better way to put it. Not the, not cause, the cause of. Nothing. Mm. And I think both those sides are quietly desperate to show that. And I know people think, oh, you're making too much of the whole brady versus belichick thing it's not that big of a deal maybe not maybe but the so them the two of them are forever linked in history right now as only being successful when they're together if one of them could be successful without the other No, there
0: was that one season brady didn't play and they went they what? won 11 games 12
1: games yeah but they didn't they didn't win a super bowl that year they did not and that Came back to, to haunt them. That was the, the year he got hurt in like week one or two. He got hurt really early in the season. I remember what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of the backup who stepped in for him, but then he went on a big contract to Kansas City and stunk. Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> but anyway, all right, what do you got for me? You got any questions for me?
0: Uh so for you, and we put this on our thread before, but there's that rumor that Antonio Brown may come back to the NFL oh, two.
1: we'd been too quiet.
0: Three teams. Okay. Um so let me what was I guess, gotta get the list again. It was the, I know the
1: Ravens was one. The
0: Ravens, the Seahawks, and the Bucks.
1: Okay. Now
0: so... my thing is with his history for the last year and a half, I, me personally, I don't think this is a good move for him.
1: At all? Like any I don't know
0: because I don't know. I feel like whatever was wrong with him before, him playing again is going to possibly re trigger it and it's I don't know, I just feel like it's not gonna end well.
1: Cough cough, Josh Gordon.
0: Yes. Or worse. I mean,
1: clearly the stress of playing is both a, a tractor and a negative factor in Josh Gordon's recovery. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, but I would also I would also ask you to embrace the idea that people do recover and we've seen it in football before, like Brandon Marshall, who uh, got diagnosed with bipolar and was a screaming maniac at times in Chicago. And then got some treatment and started to get his started following his doctor's advice and was a very productive player for Denver after that. Um, And the Jets, to some extent, he was too old when he got to the Jets. But, uh, you know, I I think I think there's that recovery can happen. But I'm thinking more about where is going to be the right fit for him to succeed. The right fit for him to recover and succeed was New England. And he blew it. He absolutely just blew it with his behavior. He was not in a time and place to do it. So I think of the three teams that you put, put out there, there is zero chance. He's going to Baltimore zero chance. I would be shocked if he signed with the Ravens. Absolutely shocked. Um, his, his cousin is there or nephew, uh, Hollywood Brown, and they've worked out together. And I think that was in a, an attempt to get the Ravens to notice. And it, the Ravens actually released a press release that we were, they had no intention of signing him um, way back when they were working out together. So then that goes to Tampa Bay and that's where Tom Brady is. And no one holds a grudge in football like Tom Brady. And you've (laughs) already screwed up with him once. So. And could he
0: be, could he be there with Mike
1: Evans? I don't know. I don't think that would work. I don't know. That's too, that's that. Again, it depends on where he is. Who is he and where is he in his recovery? I mean, huge egos can adjust to being around each other if they're okay with each other. I don't know that that would be the case there. So I think the Seahawks are the most probable landing spot of the three teams, and I think that would be a good fit for him. The problem is he's going to be playing for a quarterback that completes more passes to himself (laughs) than to the receivers. Russell Wilson has just and maybe it's because he hasn't been surrounded by the right talent lately, but Russell Wilson is very much in his mind. I get to the line of scrimmage. I take a look around and I decide I'm going to run a lot, a lot more than he should. Yes. Um, so I, I, I don't know that he would be happy there, um, but I, I think I think it's probably the most likely the most likely the spot for him is the Seahawks. What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, out of, out of those three teams and the t- everything we just talked about, I think Seahawks would be the best option for him because—
1: Just don't know if it's a good idea for anyone to be an option right now.
0: Right, right. Only be- because, like we said, like Baltimore, there's a lot of bad history in the AFC North between teams. I don't mm. think that's going to work. And then there's a whole Brady and Evans factor in the Bucks and them trying to rebuild.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, don't forget— Yep. Going to Baltimore means he's got to go to Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, and that would not be good.
1: Not that good would not at help anyone. <laughs> not good at all. That's not going to be good for him mentally. The fans are not going to be forgiving. No. You know, I mean, again, when you get into divisional matchups, I sat in Giants Stadium, what feels like a thousand years ago, when Eli was a rookie. So Ooh. this goes. That's how far back that goes. And I watched them host Dallas. I think it was the first game that Eli started that he won in, in Giant Stadium. Because I remember somebody tried to put this into a historical perspective. It was like, do you realize this is his first win? I'm like, he won a game on the road two weeks ago. And they were like, well, it's his first win at home. Okay. But then not he come <laughs> in in relief and win a game? Well, they won the game. It's the first game he started at home that they won. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's the first game he started at home on a Monday night that they won that I happened to be there, too. I guess that's history. I don't know anymore. I guess I don't understand what history is anymore. Build him a statue, I guess, because he won one game. But the other thing I remember about that game was, again, it was against Dallas. And Keyshawn Johnson was still in Dallas at that point. He gets injured in, like, the end of the first quarter and has to jog off the field. And they cheered when he went down and didn't get up.
0: Yeah, fans are... Fans are They're, unforgiving.
1: Particularly inside of different divisions. Yes. They cheered that he got injured and then cheered when he ran off and didn't come back.
0: Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm.
1: was bizarre and, and just and just evil. But, but you know what? We got to move on. We do. We do because we have got QB rankings to go over. Um, so this is what we're going to do this year. So for the month of July, Craig and I, each week, in each episode— We're going to reveal one position's worth of ranking. So we're doing QB this week. Next week will be running backs, then wide receivers, and then what we call other because we have enough time after talking about tight ends to squeeze in kickers and defenses. People will famously remember that my season two defensive preview was the three-second line, you should draft one. (laughs) Um, That's how much time it requires. I will stand by that logic this year as well. But before we get into that 2020 stuff, I like to look back at 2019. Okay. How did we do with picking the best quarterbacks of 2019? Well, I'll tell you. All right. Because I have it in my screen right now. Of the top 12 quarterbacks that we projected, only five made it into the top 12. Only five of our projected top 12 were in the top 12. And they were Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Here's who yep. we missed on. All right. Our number two quarterback last year was Andrew Luck. Well, that
0: was everyone's – no, okay, in our defense, that was everyone's go. number two quarterback last year.
1: Well, actually, he was your number one last year. I'm looking at the breakdowns. You had you had him as the number one quarterback going into the season
0: last Yes, year. before he God. retired.
1: Andrew <laughs> Luck, yeah. All this <laughs> happened like three weeks before he retired. So uh, the next name was Baker Mayfield.
0: That was Craig, not me.
1: Craig, well, you actually had him at 11. So you still had him in the top 12, but everybody else was much higher on him. Uh, Drew Brees, that was before we thought that he was going to decline. Actually, the decline was called by the Cinch. Cinch did not rank Drew Brees in 2019. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, by the way, uh, was was on the list, and we were, Cinch was high on him. So Cinch gets a pass for Drew Brees, but he gets murdered <laughs> for Carson Wentz. Cam Newton Newton injury injury. Carson Wentz injury. Jared Goff. I don't even know what to say about Jared Goff. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger injury injury. Uh, Let's see. And that's that's our top 12. So luck retires. Wentz, Newton and Roethlisberger all get hurt. Baker Mayfield underperforms. Drew Brees gets old and no one knows what's wrong with Jared Goff. So. So, I mean, we really didn't do
0: that bad. I mean, we can't predict injuries. You
1: can't predict injuries. You can't predict injuries. So you do it with what you got. All right. So now this year, mm-hmm. our consensus number one. So I have in front of me the ranking from our crack staff <laughs> uh, here at the football fig nuts podcast, which is me, Craig, the cinch and our friend Sean. Um, the the source decided to remain quiet this year um he is still very much in our discussions and in our podcast planning but unless we is, talk
0: unless we talk about the mets or the patriots he's rather quiet
1: well if we were talking about the mets today is july 1st so happy bobby bonilla day to all my That's mets right. fans out chairs there. only another 15 Can years you, of celebrating this crap god
0: i wish i was in the room to hear them work out that deal because i they, bet you there was a lot of alcohol and blow and hookers
1: Well, I don't know if there was alcohol, but blow and hookers are a mainstay of the Mets (laughs) franchise. Um, Just ask Keith Hernandez. Oh, that was low. Oh, sorry. Low blow. Wow. Low blow. Uh. The Mets were the Mets biggest problem was that they assumed they were going to make more money than they did when they signed Bonilla. And so financial problems pushed them into that corner. And this was their only out was to basically take I think it was a forty million dollar deal, it was some huge number at the time, a forty million dollar deal and stretch it out until it was like ninety million. It was like insane the way this worked out. But you know, Bobby Bonilla makes out on it. So happy Bobby Good Bonilla! and all my Mets fans Good out for there. Him. Yeah. Uh, he'll be collecting until he's after seventy, by the way. Just you know <laughs> I think he's seventy two when this deal finally <laughs> expires. I'm not even joking when I say that. It was on the news tonight and I think they said it was seventy two. Uh. All right, so our consensus, number one, everyone, <laughs> this is the only person. So let me start by saying there was a lot of agreement except for one guy at times. You're going to hear a lot. of You're going to hear that one guy, three of us really liked this guy in this hole and one guy didn't. Yes. And some of them are really close. But there's one person we all agreed on. Excuse me. And that was our number one. And that was Patrick Mahomes. So Patrick Mahomes, the, the number one quarterback on our list. To me, the only question mark around Patrick Mahomes is health. Um, And that's not because he has an injury history, but because he doesn't have an injury history yet, and you always wonder when it's going to happen. The number two for most of us, except for Craig, was Lamar Jackson. And that seems to be the debate across the board. We all liked Mahomes over Jackson, except Craig Mm -hmm. doesn't have Lamar Jackson at number two. No. I don't Craig has Russell Wilson over Lamar Jackson at number two. So the Russell Wilson ends up being our consensus number three, but one person flip-flopped him with Lamar Jackson. So Craig, mm-hmm. we agree. We all agree. Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback on the board. Mm-hmm. You think Wilson is a better choice than Jackson. I'd love to hear what your thoughts on that are. So
0: my reasoning, Madden cover with standing because he already almost broke himself falling on a beach. Um here's my thing with Lamar Jackson is we all know he can run and that's what yeah. that's what he does. He is a yeah. running quarterback. His aim has gotten better since he was a rookie clearly. Yeah. He's extremely talented. Mm-hmm. My thing is so now defenses have 2 years of film on him. So they already know what he's going to do. The other thing what really scares me about someone a quarterback, I should say, that runs as much as he does, it takes one hit to end his season. If he's running that much.
1: Let me jump in and play devil's advocate for a second because I I really want you to answer this question for our our listeners. Mm -hmm. We had a full year's worth of tape on Patrick Mahomes going into 2019. Mm -hmm. Why are you comfortable with saying... That's exactly what Andy Reid
0: is some What's voodoo magician that throws rocks on the ground and said here's our next play and it works somehow.
1: Yeah, I mean That's it, why. I don't understand. I don't understand. If Patrick
0: Mahomes how... was I don't know on the Colts. He would still be good, but would he be would he... as good?
1: I don't know. Would he? I think I think if Andy Reid does anything well, it's he evaluates and promotes quarterbacks. His quarterback development skills, possibly one of the best in the history of the league. I, I don't think that's. I, you can argue that he's not the best quarterback whisper in the league, but you can't argue that he's not one of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, again, he resuscitated the career of Alex Smith. He that's made Donovan, Donovan McNabb a household name.
0: <laughs> he did. You know, and he almost, I, won almost won a Super Bowl with him.
1: Almost won a Super Bowl with Don. He almost won a Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb and Fred X. Just just <laughs> let's just remember that. <laughs> let's just remember that. You yeah. know? Um so yeah, so I, I'm a I am kind of think I, I think Lamar's gonna have a better year than Russell, and here's why. The the two second answer is weapons around him. Russell so, Wilson doesn't have the weapons around him that Lamar Jackson does.
0: Oh, I will say hypothetically Antonio Brown goes there. Does that the change Seattle? anything for you? It's
1: yeah. not enough. It's not enough because Seattle has six guys in the backfield and none of them can stay healthy. True. And that's a huge factor for me. I look at the backfield in Baltimore and I see justice Hill and Mark Ingram. And I'm pretty confident that one or both of them is going to stay healthy. And I think this second year, I think Justin Hill is going to be a steal. Am I telling you to draft justice Hill? No. Am I ranking justice Hill? Probably not. Got <laughs> to tune in next week to find out for sure. But I think if you're saying to me, Britt, who's a guy in like the 10th round who's still floating around, who has the potential to break out? Justice Hill might be my answer. Yeah, I can see that. All right, so recap. Mahomes, Lamar, Russell Wilson. Number four is a guy that a lot of folks are big on. I had him downgraded a little bit, but that's Dak Prescott. So we're putting Dak Prescott at number four, and I don't feel good about it. Let me just tell you about the four spot historically in our leagues. When we do our rankings, David Johnson was once upon a time, the number four <laughs> running back when everyone was saying he was the number one. Everyone is big on Dak this year. I am not. I am not big on the Cowboys offense, and I will be grateful if I'm wrong, but I'm not big on Dak Prescott. I am bigger on the guy who comes after him, which is Kyler Murray. I have we have Kyler Murray at number five. Now, Craig. Has Kyler Murray significantly lower than number five in his personal ranking, so does Cinch. So when we do the quarterback round table in August, we'll have to ask that question. But Craig, why would you why do you put Dak Prescott over Kyler Murray right now? Um a
0: couple things. I think Dallas has a ton of distraction. So between Dak's um contract stuff, everything going on with COVID. Zeke has COVID now. Now he's admitting he's getting high while playing video games, which I'm sure... Are you Jerry... serious? What?
1: He's continuing to smoke while he's got COVID? Yes. Oh, my God.
0: So he, um, I'm sure Jerry Jones didn't like finding that out. I'm sure he oh. got a phone call after that happened.
1: <laughs> I'm reaching into the bag. That's That's just... That's Push. just a level of... What the hell are you doing? That you know what that is? That is the foolishness of youth right there. That is the invulnerability of youth that has caused COVID to be such a problem in the first place.
0: Yeah. I just saw this uh quick aside about COVID. Please. I just saw this guy, he's uh he's not in as he's not as young as Zeke. I think he's mid thirties, maybe forty at the most. But okay. he owned a restaurant, he was in like really, really good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, completely like cut. He could have been in WWE. Um, he got COVID. He was actually put in a coma for like 25 days, and yep. he he looks not good. I mean, he's getting better, but he definitely does not look good.
1: By the way, I just cracked open a double fragment. Oh. The same beer you're, you're drinking. So excellent. Yeah. All right. So I'm with you there. I, I just don't think I don't think Dax gonna be that good. So we've got Prescott at four, Murray at five, Deshaun Watson who I was really high on last year. And then Bill O'Brien decided (laughs) blow up the universe for those who, those of you who are not fans, there's a a great show out there. Craig and I have watched it thousands of years ago, Babylon five old sci-fi show, but there comes an episode where one of the leaders is pinned into a corner and he writes a goodbye note and he underlines certain letters and those letters spell out scorched earth. And they find out that obviously he set a bomb to go off. Blah 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 blah. But the point is, I feel like that's where Bill O'Brien is going. He's making <laughs> all these terrible decisions. At some point, they're going to kick down the door, and his only exit is going his only exit strategy at that point is going to be some sort of Bondian villain bomb move. Probably. Oh, you think you think I would go so easily? Perhaps you should look over there in the corner. That's our one megaton bomb. You know, I mean, that's this. I mean, what? what I don't understand what he does, so I have to rank Deshaun Watson lower than I would like to.
0: Yeah, So plus he—who does ticks. he have to throw to now?
1: Uh, me? Uh, your cats? <laughs> um, wait, no, somebody somebody went to Houston. A big name went to Houston. David Johnson Cooks?
0: went to Houston.
1: Brandy Cooks is in Houston. He, is. he
0: I believe so. Let's double-check. He yes. does have a concussion history, though, so there's that.
1: Well, he does, and he also has a history of not being very good. So, I mean, there's there, you got to factor that in too. I am I am so off the Brandon Cooks train. Three or four years ago, I was like all over Brandon Cooks. I'm like he's gonna be fantastic. He had he that. Gr- he mm-hmm. he 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 made Michael Thomas. I was telling people, you know, he was gonna be the big. No, I was wrong about that. <laughs> I will always admit when I'm wrong on this podcast. I was wrong about that, absolutely wrong. Two seconds aside, by the way, speaking of times when I'm not wrong, mm-hmm. somebody put on Twitter this week who is the one guy you draft every year and you can't stop yourself from drafting?
0: I can't quit you.
1: And I said, Frank Gore. And immediately somebody responded me too. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not the only one out there who just can't stop using Frank Gore. I just can't. So, all right. Deshaun Watson at six, we've got Matt Ryan at seven, both cinch. And I think Matt Ryan could have a bounce back year. I've been telling you that Matt Ryan's going to have a bounce back <laughs> year every year since they lost the Super Bowl. I have him at seven. Uh, Craig and Sean have him a little bit lower than that. I think they have him at eleventh overall. Um, but I, I think I think they again don't Julio, know. Jones,
0: who, Julio Jones is there. He does throw a lot, but at, I don't know.
1: If that offense can get on track, it could be it could be lethal. So Matt Ryan at seven, and again. I'm flying through this just in the interest of time. Oh, my God. That double fragment is good. I forgot what good good. that is. It is good. And you're right. Oh, my God. It's like drinking a pineapple juice. It's just so juicy and thick. Um, we are going to do a quarterback roundtable in the beginning of August. So this is really just this episode is just to share our rankings to do some light research. Um, we got Drew Brees at eight because Craig and Cinch think that Drew Brees is a top 10 quarterback. I'm not going to lie to you, folks. I have Drew Brees at 17. I personally have him barely inside my top 20. I am the lowest Any reason? On- I, I, last year, he had all the weapons around him, and they just faltered when the chips were down. That's I it. Think,
0: I think them letting uh, Ingram go changed their offense too much.
1: It really did. Well, it put a lot more pressure on Camara, And, I and think then he got Kamara, hurt. Kamara did okay, but he didn't step up the way they thought he would. And his injury didn't help. So, so I don't have a lot of faith in Drew Brees. Number nine, again, people without faith. uh, We're starting to get into that. Once you hit. okay, so you tell me, I'm going to read down the names we've already read off. Where's your first major cliff? Okay. I mean, there's a little cliff, I think, after Mahomes and Jackson. But then you got Wilson, Prescott, Murray, Deshaun Watson. Then it's Matt Ryan. That to me is the cliff. You know, yeah, all, that's all what, six, I would put
0: the quit after after the cliff after uh, Watson.
1: I think all six of those guys have really strong pedigrees. They're younger, with the exception of Russell Wilson, and they're 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 moving up. Then you get the next ones, and you can play sad Soviet worker music when you hear these names. <laughs> you got Matt Ryan, you got Drew Brees, and then number nine is Aaron Rodgers, and you're just like, this is a club of guys who are all going to be signing at the national. In 15 years, talking about that time they all were in a Super Bowl at different points. I just, I, I don't have a lot of faith in Rogers. So we have him at it's, nine.
0: Nope. So, really quick thing about Rogers, he, just so we can get a, we can get Cinch mad again.
1: Oh God, he hates Aaron Rodgers. I, <laughs> well, I should say that. He thinks Aaron Rodgers is overrated. So go do on. Do you
0: think the Packers wasted Aaron Rodgers' career?
1: I think that argument can be made. Absolutely.
0: Like just yeah, by not agree. not having the talent around him or not having a decent defense.
1: Yes. Well, they if I had a. De- they, they, you look back at their defense. You know, Clay Matthews, uh, A.J. Hawk was there. I mean, they had defense, but they didn't have any weapons around. They never had. What was they the last? They never had a running back in a long so I was time. Just going to ask you that. Who was the last decent running back you can think of? Oh my god. You wanna go over like their big names in, like twenty something year?
0: years ago when Mario drafted him as a rookie.
1: You're looking Didn't at it? guys like you're looking at fantastic names like Eddie Lacy,
0: Dorsey Levins. Maybe it was Dorsey Levins.
1: Dorsey Levins was supposed to be the next great running back to come out of Green Bay. Just it never materialized the way they thought it was gonna be. So Alright, rounding out our top ten, we have Josh Allen. Yep. Why do we have Josh Allen? Because Craig hates Craig loves Josh Allen. <laughs> So I'm going to yield 20 seconds to Craig to explain to us because people right now, particularly Cinch, who just drove off the road, <laughs> because when I sent them the list, I didn't send who put who, put who where, but Craig has Josh Allen at number five.
0: Now and let me let me preface road. this: we are doing fantasy rankings. This doesn't mean that I think Josh Allen is the number five actual NFL quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about from a fantasy standpoint.
1: So okay. go ahead. You now so, have 15 seconds. Tell so me about he's, Josh Allen.
0: they added Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen runs. He ran for like nine or 10 touchdowns last year and he had over 300 and something fantasy points. Why would you not take him?
1: Okay. That was actually exactly 15 seconds. Good job there. <laughs>
0: Thank you. I'm going to um, open my other beer. Man.
1: Go for it. Bush. What do you got for your second beer?
0: This is a beer by Beard. It's called Karate in the Water.
1: They love doing, like, karate it's and It's New
0: England-style um,
1: IPA. Double I mean, hop. Dogs and, like, martial arts are, like, their thing. I mean, I'm okay with that. We had a beer a couple years back from them called Dogs versus Shinobi, which I'm pretty sure made me see the future. <laughs> but...
0: And they have that okay. uh, stunner for the win. That was actually pretty good.
1: Stunner for the win was really solid. Yeah. So, all right. So Josh Allen at number 10, because Craig loves him. <laughs> number 11. And and here's where it's. Okay. So since you're listening, <laughs> I know you're listening. You're going to get angry at putting at Craig rating Josh Allen so high that he snuck into number 10. But the next guy you rated got him up to number 11, and that's Carson Wentz. Oh, no. Oh, Craig. Craig has Carson Wentz at 20th. Mm-hmm. Cinch has him at 5th. <laughs> so Cinch is big on Carson Wentz. So Craig, make a note right now. Mm-hmm. QB Roundtable, and I'm putting this on the air now so Cinch can sit there and prepare his thoughts because I expect a well-rationed argument here. <laughs> you have you have literally <laughs> a full tier of quarterbacks, a full ranking level of starter quarterbacks between Josh Allen and... Between the two of you. And I look forward to that debate. Because last year we did this all in one shot. We did the reveal and the discussion in one shot. It was a little rushed. And everyone felt rushed. I want to see Craig and Cinch choking each other through Skype. (laughs) I don't know how that works. But I want to see it. Number 12 is Tom Brady. Um, I did not rank Tom Brady. I did not rank him. Uh, Everyone else ranked him at number 10. So you all had Tom Brady at the edge of the top 10. I did not rank Tom Brady at all. I am going to stand by that. Tom Brady is not going to be in the top 20 quarterbacks this year. There you go, your first bold prediction. Tom Brady, not a top 20 quarterback. I'm going to speed up a little bit just because, believe it or not, we're already up almost to 40 minutes already. Oh, Uh, sad. I know. 13 is Matt Stafford. We all had Matt Stafford in this range.
0: Because he throws for 5,000 year years, 5,000 yards every year, no matter who is on that team.
1: It so. literally takes three steps back, looks to see the direction his receiver is running, and he throws it as hard as he can Yep, and, and just hopes that somebody catches it. And so so Matt Stafford at 13. Jared Goff, we have at 14. Um, again, we had him in the top 10 last year. We learned our lesson there. But again, he's got the weapons around him. Do you think him. it was think,
0: a Super Bowl hangover?
1: I don't know. But I think this year they're going to be better. I do. I think they're going to better utilize golf this year. So 15 is Big Ben. Um, I actually have Big Ben at, at 12, but he dropped to 15 because Craig didn't even rank Big Ben. No. Nope. Yeah. No. I, he's coming off the injury and I get it. I get it. He's he's a he's a, a, a stealer. I get it. <laughs> so Number 16 is a little bit of a surprise to me, but it's Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones of the Giants. I have it number. We have it number sixteen. I I. We have it number 16. Uh, 17. Craig's favorite quarterback prospect, Baker Mayfield, <laughs> who Craig has it number eight, by the way. So let me go on. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 18. Sorry, I misread that. 18. <laughs> 18. Since did not rank Baker Mayfield, but number 18, Sam, Craig, you're going to have to defend this a little bit. Yeah. You have Sam Darnold.
0: Yes, I do.
1: Let me make this clear. Sam Darnold was not ranked by any other podcaster in this podcast. (laughs) Since left him out of the top 20. I left him out of the top 20. Sean ranked 25 people, and he still wasn't on Sean's list. That's because
0: he listed five bears.
1: Craig has Sam Darnold at number eight. So again, Josh Allen logic. Craig, 15 seconds. Explain to us why Sam Darnold is a top 10 quarterback.
0: All right, we all know Sam Darnold did not play last year because he had mono, and we won't speculate about how many people he kissed. But he did, the prior to that, he did show a lot of promise with not that much talent around him. So the people the Jets have around him for this coming year, if there's a year, is Le'Veon Bell, right? And Frank Gore, so let's, we can't forget about Frank Gore. His receivers... They added Jamison Crowder, Rashad Perryman, and Denzel Mims was one of their draft picks. Okay. Now, you have Chris Herndon coming back from injury. Maybe he stays healthy. God, I hope he does.
1: And suspension.
0: And suspension. Um, So there's another blocking tight end he can also catch. Right? They Mm -hmm. signed uh, Mika Becton. And then they drafted uh, let me just look up his name because I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh where'd it go? Damn it. Oh, Mika Beckton was their was the rookie. And then they got um they say signed two other offensive linemen as well, which I can't remember the top of their names. I thought I had oh there it is. Uh Greg Van Rotten from the uh Panthers.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, Sam Darnold is not a top 10 quarterback. He's not. I don't think the skill level is there. I think that the fact that he did miss time last year and that there were injuries on that team last year masked how bad this team really is and how bad their coaching really is. Adam Gase is better known for how he stares into a camera than he is for how he, he does
0: play. have crazy eyes.
1: You know, I go back to, there was a, If you have not watched Gridiron Heights, go back and watch all of them. And what you have to do is you have to watch them through and then stop and watch them again and pause them at random points because there's background messages everywhere. And one of them features Adam Gase staring intently. And if you (laughs) pause it, in his left hand is his cell phone. And on the cell phone is written the words, don't forget to blink. (laughs) So I think you're really overvaluing Sam Darnold. I would not have him in my top 20 because Craig. Oh, that's right. The other
0: one is George Fant from uh, Seattle.
1: Okay. Because Craig is a Sam Darnold groupie, apparently, he did sneak into our consensus rankings. So, all right, really quickly, finishing out the top, we have 26 names on this list because I asked for 20 and and that's just kind of what happens. So we got Darnold at 18, Ryan Tannehill at 19, a bunch of us weren't sold on Tannehill, including me, but he's there. Kirk Cousins at twenty. Jimmy, I hope I have a job next week. Garoppolo at twenty-one. Craig will be happy to hear that Joe Burrow came in at number twenty two. I'll be I'll tell you right now, Joe Burrow came in at number twenty two because Craig ranked him in <laughs> the top thirteen. I did. Uh Drew Locke at number twenty three tyrod taylor came in at number 24 solely because sean ranked him i was just i saw that and i thought that's a that's a typo there's another guy named tyrod taylor than the one i'm thinking about but there isn't number 25 is david carr and number 26 is philip rivers so that is our top those are our quarterbacks so let me run the list one more time from top to bottom we got patrick Mahomes at one lamar jackson russell wilson dak prescott Number five is Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen rounds out the top 10 thanks to Craig. (laughs) Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, and Ben Roethlisberger is number 15. Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Ryan Tannehill, and Kirk Cousins at 20. Jimmy Garoppolo. Joe Burrow, Drew Locke, Tyrod Taylor, and David Carr round out our top 25. And because Sean felt bad for him, Phillip Rivers sneaks in at number 26. Craig, you have the list in front of you that I just read, correct? Yes, I do. Who do you love in the top 12? Let's do this by tier. So QB1s would be the top 12 in most leagues. Okay. Who do you love in the top 12 and who do you love in the second half?
0: top 12. You know, honestly, it would be a it would be a tie, I think. Okay. Uh between Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. Both really? are really young quarterbacks. Both both uh have a lot of their ceiling is really high.
1: That's uh, shocking. Just cuz you ranked Murray so low, but you're big on Kyler? Yeah, I'm
0: going by our list. If I had a pick between those two,
1: Okay, but I mean you personally put Murray further down than like guys like Deshaun Watson and Drew Brees. You would take Murray over Brees and, and, and whatnot at this point, or are you sticking by your initial rankings?
0: No, I mean looking at our rankings, I think I would I think I would take Murray if I if he was there. And the I needed a quarterback.
1: Factor, the youth factor plays into it. It does. And, and David Johnson's gone. David Johnson Yes, it's the second worst disease to live in <laughs> Arizona ever. Once they get over covid, it will be the second best thing to ever. The second worst thing to ever get the hell out of the state of Arizona. So uh, for uh, me, yep. I'm looking. I, I I am really, really interested in seeing uh, Kyler Murray was my pick, too. I, I I put him at four. I think I, I put him above Dak. I just I just think if this kid stays healthy and he continues to improve he could do really really great things in Arizona this year. And Arizona in a rather I think the word to use out there is muddled division. That's where a good the, word. Rams, good the Rams, the Rams should be good. They should. Seattle should be good. But you could also make the argument that both those teams are a couple of key injuries away from
0: not from being good.
1: Being <laughs> six or seven win teams if Arizona's the one team that stays healthy, and what if he doesn't? What if every fourth quarter Kyler Murray is jogging out there, down thirty to ten, he's throwing the ball like crazy. As long as he's not turning the ball over and becoming Jameis, then he's got he's got potential there. So I like that too. All right, second second tier. So thirteen through the end. Who do you like if you had to pick one to start? I swear to God, uh, if you say Sam Darnold, I will quit. It's going to be Sam. No. <laughs> It could be Sam Darnold. He's the highest ranked among those guys. For me, so that's
0: <laughs> um, for me, honestly. If I had, you know, again, if I needed to draft somebody, I think Matt Stafford is a good. It's reliable. It's a reliable pick
1: because
0: mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to throw for five thousand yards. Like but he, who? he just is. It doesn't matter. He's proven that it doesn't matter who is on that doesn't team. <laughs>
1: For me, it's Drew Locke. I think this is a this is the make or break year for John Elway. John Elway has given us quarterback failure after quarterback failure after Trevor Simeon quarterback failure. Drew Locke needs to improve this year and he needs to improve in a division that's a little better than I think the average person knows. If in case you don't know, the defending Super Bowl champions are in the AFC West. I think Vegas is going to get a notch better. I don't see how the chargers can get any worse. So Denver is right now the third best team in that division. And that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Denver needs to improve. I think, I think honestly, Elway's job at this point hinges on nine wins or more. And I think drew lock is the key to that. So I think I like drew lock. I'm surprised though. You didn't say Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah, I know. But you know why? But for me, being a Bengals fan, A, everyone's going to think I was going to say that. But I don't know. You know what it is? I don't want to get my hopes up a lot because it happens every year, you know. So I'm trying to be kind of low-key about Joe Burrow (laughs) for my own mental sanity. (laughs) That's
1: fair. That's fair. All right, Craig bold prediction and you can't pick anyone we've ranked in the top five yep fantasy mvp in the quarterback ranks in 2020 give me a name go
0: not in the top five
1: can't be one of the top five
0: all right let's see let me just look really quick uh josh allen
1: i knew that's what you're gonna say
0: <laughs> and since drove into a tree
1: Wait. all right so mine it's gonna be aaron Rodgers
0: cinch backed up from the tree and cinch drove into in a tree into
1: a small dog <laughs> and then back into the tree again there's, there's i gotta find a way to word this but i think this, the name of this episode is gonna be like something like car accidents with cinch or something like that Where said she's hearing all the things he's like what is wrong with you guys oh, i think man. aaron Rodgers' back is against the wall i think he is a insane competitor And I think he wants to go out there and show everybody they're wrong. I think this –
0: maybe this might be the last time he's a Packer.
1: I think that's possible. I think that's possible. So if I have to look outside like the top five for an MVP, he's the one I'd probably be looking at. So So that's our quarterback rankings. So, again, as I said at the beginning of the episode, we'll be doing a position each week throughout July and then in August – cinch you're actually gonna have a chance to come and yell at us about these things uh we will have the round table i think i think for the round table i mm-hmm. think i'm just gonna do the intro and be like ladies and gentlemen the cinch and just turn it over to him <laughs> for 40 minutes so we we'll do, do that. intro we'll do intro beers yep. burning hot takes mm-hmm. and cinch can just yell at us about how wrong we are <laughs> we can do that our, and that's and that's fair that is absolutely fair because we have said a lot of things in this episode that Cinch was like, "What the hell?" One thing he can't argue with. Hi Deb. Hi Deb. So, which reminds me, two minutes before we were going to final thoughts in a second. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for Diablo Three Season Twenty One?
0: Almost, almost. I have to look at the. I have to look at the sets really.
1: So, for those who don't know, Craig and I, and, and Deb, Deb, and Tom, are avid and Deb's husband Tom are avid Diablo 3 players, but we only play seasonal. So, a new season starts on July 3rd, which conveniently, except for Craig, everyone's off. So, it'll be the same thing that happened last season. By the time Craig logs on, we'll all be at level 60, (laughs) and Craig will be following us and just soaking up experience as we kill things.
0: That works for me. It's fine.
1: (laughs) Catch up quick. I mean, it takes like one hour, and all of a sudden, you're you're like walking into the the fray and 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 slicing and dicing things so i am excited for this i think i'm excited for this because it's happening in a holiday weekend where i can't go and do anything else that's
0: true that is true
1: you know connecticut is like one of the few states that's declining but our yeah, decline uh,
0: us in rhode island
1: but that has just made us more cautious that has just made us more cautious in, in my end because People from New York are going to drive up there this weekend and be like, oh my god, Connecticut's open, I can go party, woo! And Connecticut's going to surge in two weeks, and I'm not going to get COVID because I'll stay to my house.
0: <laughs> Smart plan.
1: Diablo. That's my plan! I've got beer, I've got pizza, and I've got Diablo. Do you what have hot I dogs? Have... I do have a pack of hot dogs in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> that just broke right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is an inside joke between me and Craig that is over 20 years old. No one will ever understand I'm gonna that. I'm going to drink some beer. The hot dogs are in the freezer. And and maybe someday we'll feel comfortable telling the story of why that, that actually means something. But uh, until, until we get to that point, leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. If you're listening to us for the first time, thank you for joining us on our Season 4 debut. We're very excited to have you along. Uh, just so you know, we do... Uh, season long during the august july august into september and then we kind of shift once the season begins to dfs uh we are very excited by the way craig Mm -hmm. uh, five days from now is the sfbx draft the scott fish draft is only five days away i'm
0: wearing that shirt right now
1: oh my god is it not awesome
0: it's a great shirt thank you
1: it is a fantastic shirt, and I felt really special until I came home and looked on Twitter and saw everybody else got this package the same day. <laughs> they must have done regional shipping. They Probably. must have timed their shipping to try and reach as many people on the same time as possible because everybody – so there was that shirt. So the shirt that Craig's talking about, did we put the picture up on Twitter?
0: Um, I don't think we did, but we can. Sure,
1: we, we will. Um, it was that shirt, which was a Transformers takeoff. There was also a Lego brick Um, logo, and there was also a G.I. Joe logo, but I thought the Transformer one was the one that worked for us, personally. I I love it. It's great. I am scared to death. I'm not going to lie. I am absolutely scared out of my wits to do this next week. I have never done this before. I do not want to embarrass our podcast, and their scoring method is so unique and so fantastic. I'm scared. So, um, next week, tune in to hear our running back rankings and more of my fear um and uh we will until then absolutely leave us a review wherever you listen to us on apple podcasts on stitcher on player on iheart on spotify we're on like so i think Pod- we're
0: gonna be on pandora soon or maybe we already are, are
1: she, we might be we honestly might be. i have no idea most of the time i find out a, a place has picked us up when i get an email saying someone has listened to your podcast on And then I have to go back and see if we actually authorize somebody to. We we started this podcast. We reached out to every podcast carrier and said, carry us. And one by one, they've all come into line and and started to carry our podcast, which is fantastic. So wherever you're listening to us, leave us a review next week, running back rankings, probably the hardest ones to do. And the most essential in preparing for your drafts because running backs, running backs will carry or bury your team every single year you get the right guy you're fantastic you drive draw uh, you draft ryan matthews because he's the only guy sitting there in the middle of the first round and you finish dead last it could happen it has happened it can't <laughs> it's not can, it has so but uh thank you so much for listening until next week uh my name is Britt. i'm craig and we are the football fig nuts podcast <laughs>